towels, walk into the couch. Then there's three people on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my lord. Pretty sure they can. No, they can't. <laughs> oh. So we're playing the intro on a muted computer. Well, see, the computer is not muted, but as no output device is plugged in, the audio isn't routing anywhere. So what is the audience listening to right now? Us, space, Us. talking about oh. the intro. Oh. Blah, blah, well, that's blah, not nearly blah, as exciting blah, as blah, you know, blah, the blah, intro blah, itself. Blah, 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 blah. We'll have to figure that out for for Car's segment. Okay. Well, that'll give me extra time to run and get the mystery yeah. package. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, Welcome back <laughs> to, one to that's, that's our new that's another our new episode intro. of this fucking episode four podcast episode four number four four episodes in yeah uh, yeah life. yeah we are mm. actually seventy five because we included episode zero <laughs> <laughs> you gotta include zero. And technically, it's episode six. One of them wasn't uploaded to the stream or to the feed. Yeah, well, because episode two and hyph happened. <laughs> hyph. Because episode two is that shit show at the convention. Oh, yeah. And I then, know, it was fun. Yeah, well, I mean, it was fun. Uh, but, you know. You don't sound excited. Al Gay Real. What? I don't know. It's are Gunzuka. You, ignore him. Are you a gay real? <laughs> I don't know. He's probably. But yes, again. welcome to this fine, overwarm day in lovely Calgary. I mean, you say overwarm, but I'm sitting here in my air conditioning, and I'm just fine. I just know what hose I'm cutting on the way out. Oh, it's like that. It's like see. that. That's the way it is. You could just run an auxiliary hose all the way back to your house. <laughs> <laughs> just a fucking eight kilometer fucking hose. I'm stealing it. <laughs> uh, just run a fucking, like, one of those fucking, uh, uh, oh my god, I can't remember. They're, they're like those fucking air conduit pipes. Uh, just run yeah. one of those for the entire length. Not even, like, the air conditioner compression hose. No, no, no. A full-blown, like, air pipe. Yeah, just a duct. Yeah. All the way from your house to mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that would be efficient. I, oh. It would. It would not... You wouldn't lose any cooling. <laughs> By the time it got there, it would just go... <gasps> well, I mean, the other side. After a few months, once the ground had absorbed all the cold that was coming through, <laughs> uh, you know, then cold air might... 
uh, might actually come through. But, you know. You know, if the sun wasn't a thing. Yeah. That. I don't know. I think I'll just have to look at getting my own air conditioning at some point. Ack. What you need to do is do that thing that people have done where they, they drill down into the ground and then do this really loopy, twisty, like, duct thing underground. And then that blows air back up out of that. And it's like ground-based air conditioning. I mean, it sounds great. I don't know how I'm going to dig under my house. Yeah. And especially because I can't do it without also digging under my neighbor's house. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it sounds expensive secretly and without a permit. Most likely <laughs> just dig a hole under uh, like the, from the, the engineering room there, just straight down and just start doing it. Yeah. Without there, telling the city. There was a guy who did that. Actually, he bought a house. This was in, this was in the UK somewhere. Uh, dude bought a house, this cor- nice corner lot type house, like in one of, the, one of those like wedge corners, like, you know, Times Square, that thing. Yep. He had a lot like that. And he, there was his house on it, but he wanted more space. So he dug out a basement under his house. Oh, my God. And then dug out a sub-basement. Oh, my God. And then dug out a sub-sub-basement. Sub so when did his house collapse? It, it didn't. But wow. the, the thing is, he wasn't satisfied with just having the, a basement the size of his house under his house. He went out? He His basement, quote-unquote was the size of his entire yard. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. He dug out his entire fucking lot out from under him and shit. I mean... And had it braced up with, like, pillars and concrete Congratulations and shit. on not sinking your home into the, ho- the floor, well, but... Uh, the reason the city noticed was because the property beside him started... The foundation started to crack and leak and shit. Because yeah, there because was no all support. Of the support was gone. <laughs> yeah. So people were like, what the fuck is going on? And the city was like, your, your foundation is sunk. Know. So how is your foundation sunk? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is the, the, it, apparently like he dug out underneath their house and she, like, it was this, this huge area was just excavated. Oh God. He see, you know what his problem is, is he got greedy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and he then didn't get greedy. He would have been fine. Well, the building was immediately condemned. Well, yeah, um, it no longer had a sound foundation. Yeah, and so it's unfortunate because since the building was condemned, no one's buying it because it would cost, it, it's a tear down and rebuild. Oh, yeah. And refill. You have to fill that hole. Yeah, so it would cost so much money that it's not worth buying. So all these poor fucks are stuck with this, uh, like, gross, condemned, abandoned house just sitting uh, on wow. their block. That sucks. Yeah, it's brutal. So, moral of the story: don't dig out of your don't dig your basement out. Don't be a dick. Well, no, you dig your own basement out, but just don't dig out well, I mean, your neighbor's house. You know what? I suppose you can you, if you go like you, you know five hundred feet down. But you have to dig through uh, through city property to get there. You you don't own the land. About I think it's ten meters down. Oh, really? It's a certain number of meters down. That's where the utility uh, section starts. And you don't own that. You're not allowed to dig through it. (laughs) That's fair. That's why when you, you know, dig up stuff in your backyard, you're supposed to do all that call before you dig in stuff first. That's why you make a pool. Because the city has the right to do what they want with that land. Yeah. And And do what they want with your land, too, for that matter. But this is our land. This area is being rezoned to commercial. Yep. 
<laughs> the house next door is being rezoned to fucking landfill. We're just going to put a train tra- train tracks <laughs> just directly one, through one your yard. plot of landfill. Yeah. Just, uh, just, just every two every two houses landfill. That'd be gross. Just house house uh, landfill. If they're going to do house, that, house, it needs landfill. To be house house community garden. House house community garden. <laughs> no, because that's too green and <laughs> fuck people. Too green. <laughs> that's too good for the environment. <laughs> Speaking of fucking like community garden, we just dug out all the weeds in my backyard. Oh um, yeah, I yeah. Mean, that was fun. Oh my god, they were fucking five foot tall dandelion looking fucking things. They are dandelions. Are they? They just don't get that big usually. No one lets a dandelion root. It it was seriously five feet yeah. fucking tall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you should go down to uh, Fish Creek and see them. They're, they're, it, I didn't even know dandelions got that big. Yeah. They, they do when you don't kill them with weed killer or pull them out. Yeah, no. They were sitting for months. And, yeah, they get ridiculous. Uh, so we dug all those out, uh, you know, tilled up and shoveled and stuff a bunch of the area around it. And then we actually took the grass clippings from today, covered it, that entire section. Yep. Watered it, and then we're just letting it sit there. So let it degrade. Yeah, we're gonna let that do its thing. Hopefully, it'll increase some of the. It, hopefully, it'll make some half decent soil. But it will if you if you put a bunch of grass clippings in it and dig it through, it'll compost nicely. Well, so we we didn't dig the grass clippings through. The gla- grass clippings are laying on top specifically to keep the ground wet and protect the ground from the sun because supposedly what happens is uh that stops the ground from drying out so worms actually will go in there and thrive in that area and make it all better so more betterer more betterer it also stops weeds and shit from growing it does because there's no sunlight yeah so that was what i did today which that was fun i slept oh yeah yeah well i'm on fucking oh right that's why I wasn't here last week, because I was at fucking work. Nidgets. Ooh! Luckily, this is my last rotation of nights, so I'll miss next week, and then I will be back on days, in theory. And, in theory. Uh, well, I have a new schedule, supposedly starting Monday, and I haven't seen it yet. Oh, so you don't necessarily know. So, I don't, I don't know how that's going to go, but if it's not out by basically today, um, it, it won't be starting on Monday. Oh, jeez. Because half the people won't have a chance to see it. That That's kind of, yeah. It's it's about par for the course for planning where I work. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. What are you doing? He's, uh, he's getting his VIP jazz. Why is make flit, then make not flit? Yes. What about you, Adam? What were you up to today slash this week? I don't really know. I worked a lot. That was about it. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> I had a weekend off. I don't I don't remember it. You, you know what? I heard the saddest, like the saddest story. I met this old lady that I just wanted to hug and never let go. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, she was just like, the just like shit was not good for this lady. I just wanted to buy her flowers and tell her everything was going to be okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. like What happened? Okay. So, we're, like, just making... I was just making small talk. And, you know, like, I mentioned family. 
and she was like all upset and i was like oh no i was like you know what's going on and i asked her and she's like she she basically like just started from the beginning and just mentioned that like when she was younger she had a lot of health problems so she was in the hospital a lot and didn't really get much of an education so basically the church and the nuns took care of her and whenever she got out she would basically be back in the hospital and then back in the church and then she like met a guy married a guy he beat the snot out of her every day so then she went back to oh the my church God. and stayed there then she had some kids um her son apparently got drunk with his friend and they had a competition of who could decapitate the other one Holy and shit. her son won or lost i don't know what and i heard that and i was like come again jesus yeah like yeah who could decapitate the other one faster so he decapitated his friend and buried his head in his like front lawn oh my god in front of his front step and then like police came by pretending to be inspectors and dug up the head and now he's got life in prison and her daughter is like on all sorts of drugs and she keeps giving her money and all her daughter does is yell at her saying that she doesn't help her enough, but she blows all the money she gives her on drugs. And now her like granddaughter is addicted to drugs now. Oh my God. And like this poor lady. Yeah. I was that, like, that's just rough. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Um, and right. Jesus. And so I just immediately segued into all the like adorable knickknacks that most old ladies have. <laughs> and she like brightened up like a summer day. Like immediately after that, I'm like, oh my God. I was like, let's get away from this topic. Yeah, it's I was just like, time, time for a new topic. Oh yeah. Like I was like, this sounds like a catastrophe. <laughs> so, and I've never seen someone so happy for me to teach her how to use her fan. <laughs> she got like a brand new Bionair like tower fan and she just had a little remote there. And I was like, I just hit it. And she, it like the fan started and she's like, oh oh and i'm like hey apparently your fan works she's like i didn't know how to use it how did you do that and she like got up from her chair and she's like just i think she was like 80 84 85 and she's like how did she do that i showed her to use her phone like use her fan and she was just like oh wow this See, is amazing you're that guy who knows how to set the time on the vcr I so. did that at my grandma's house. A king amongst men. Yeah, I've, like, I've done that for my grandma before. Yeah, I did it at my grandma's house and everyone was like, and, and there was a, bu a bunch of my aunts and uncles were like, wait, that thing, that thing tells the time? I, yeah, it's I, not just random numbers. Yeah, well, that's the thing is this VCR had been flashing 12 since the day it was purchased. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it had never had the time set and they're like, wait, that's a clock? I thought it just said, like, as the thing is, like, they didn't know what to think. They just thought it said 12. It, it just says 12 forever. Yeah. That, that's its function. <laughs> like, you know, they they sort of just forget that it has a time on it. It's like how I, on, I, I forgot, apparently, that my espresso machine has a clock in it. <laughs> yeah, because you can set it to start uh, start up at a certain time, right? Yeah, yeah. So you so, have fresh uh, fresh water for the morning. Yeah, so I actually turned that on. So it now it's now set to turn on at nine a.m. and that's Hooray. awesome. Yeah, so that's a thing. Well, hot friggin' damn! I always mean to put my coffee maker on for automatic, you know, go 
first thing in the morning, but then I just forget. <laughs> it just it I think it's still we we lost power some weeks ago and I think it's still just whatever time it thinks it is. It's twelve o'clock. Twelve o'clock. Twelve o'clock. The only time you ever need. I don't know. Wouldn't somebody like look at a VCR and be curious though? No. Like <laughs> no, not at all. Most people it's <laughs> like, it's technology. I gave up already. I plugged it in and it worked. That's enough of a miracle for today. Yeah. Electronic switchcraft. Yeah. Well, and that's, uh, it's it's disappointing how people... It's not even just electronics either. So many people do that with like fucking everything, pretty much. They're just like, oh, it's this thing I don't understand. I give up. I'm d- not even going to... Yeah, not no, even going to try. No, no instinct to troubleshoot whatsoever. None. Nope. Like, well, not even no instinct, no desire to even uh, give it a shot. Yep. Like, not an attempt, nothing. Like, oh, yeah. They, they, no, like, in no way are they at all interested in attempting to fix this problem. Like, but Tal, trying is hard. I I used to see that a lot at uh, the university I worked for. Oh, yeah. Uh, As a student tutor, people would come in with a problem and, you know, I'm so used to just Googling a problem that they'll come in. They're basic things. Like for some reason, when I put in this line, everything shifts. And it's because, you know, they didn't put in the right spacing or as one lady did typed enter at the end of all of her sentences. She she used word like a, like a Uh, typewriter. That's amazing. Uh, That was awful because she had to put all these graphics in and it just destroyed it. Um, That's fucking brutal. Yeah. How does somebody put enter after every sentence? Because the f- the only time they've ever had a computer at their use was in university, and they're like 70. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. And wait, why are they at the university now? Because they want an education. Oh, I thought you were talking about like a professor. No, the the teachers were a different kind of special. I don't know how some of them are professors. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that is a common thing, actually, I found. People are like, oh, he has a PhD. He must be smart. And I'm like, no. That's not necessarily true. Not even even a little. I mean, he could probably talk your ear off about molecular biology or, you know, RNA replication or fucking... His scores to Blackboard and he just fucking loses his mind? Yeah. Oh, you know, not even that. Like, you know, some that or God forbid, they're like a liberal arts fucking professor of some <laughs> sort. You know, fucking feminist interpretive dance or some shit. <laughs> and, and you know, and then you're, you know, you can't. Well, first you can't tell them anything because then you're mansplaining. <laughs> um, and then also it's just, you know, I don't know if they have troubleshooting. You know, it, it's like or, or you know. I've met, actually, it's funny because like some of the smartest teachers I've met, uh, some of the ones who are most willing to keep uh, keep up with technology and what's going on, they're fucking like art history professors. Yep. And then you have like mathematics and compute computing professors who are like, what the fuck is Windows 10? <laughs> As they're still using a laptop with Windows 95 because yep. they think oh, it's better. Oh, my Lord. Oh my god. Yeah. It's not that it's better, it's that you are literally unwilling to change anything in your life. Yeah. Yeah, like you're not willing to adapt and change for the better because that stuff will be better, right? They're just like change is scary and awful and I hate it. Like 
just you know what like the more you fight change just the harder you make it for yourself yeah well yeah exactly um actually it's really interesting because i i was i watched uh joe i watched the joe rogan podcast yesterday and he actually had maynard james keenan on oh no way yeah it, it was pretty good and he was talking about like you know they were mentioning things like about how people are really resistant uh they were talking mostly about how people are resistant to like other ideas and shit and uh maynard james keenan was talking about how you know it, in a lot of ways, you know, uh, basically everyone needs to go back and just like fucking unlearn the shit that they have learned throughout their lives and realize that the shit that they think they know. Yeah, the way of things is not that way. Is, yeah, is not. It's not that how it is. Yeah. And be willing to accept that you could have fucking like everything wrong. And, but the, and he was saying like, the problem with that is just that it, that takes a lot of self-reflection and effort and shit. And people aren't willing to do that. Right. And it's the same thing with like, just, you know, uh, you know, even down to technology and computers, people are like, ah, this is a thing I'm not used to. It's hard. It's not user-friendly. And I'm like, no, it is user-friendly. Yeah, it's but... not hard. You just have to get used to it. And yeah, that's you it. You have to be open to the new, the new way yeah. to be able to judge it. And right. There's nothing inherently more difficult about, about Mac versus Windows 10 or Windows 10 versus Mac or Android versus iPhone or iPhone versus yeah, Android. There's there, nothing, there's no difference. There's no inherent, you know, learning curve difference between the two you just have to be willing you honestly just, yeah. Like, yeah it's like right, like it's, right it's now process you, learning well yeah like right now you sit me in front of a fucking mac i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing uh to the point where i i've like watched people install shit on at on, on max and i'm like the you know there's like the a window comes up and then you like click and drag the thing and uh, i'm like this is witchcraft i don't i don't understand i don't i don't get it yeah but if someone sat you down and ran you through it you would pick it up pretty quickly oh yeah exactly like right. you know it's just the only reason i don't know how to apple is because i don't apple ever yeah you don't yeah. regularly apple right so but yes we have been rambling for a while does anyone have a thing i i did of course you do um I, I rely on you explicitly to make sure there's something to talk about on this podcast. Well, actually, I don't know if I'm going to step on Carr's toes with this. Uh, Do you want to save it until after his segment just to, to I'm see? I'm going to message him, actually, and ask him if this is what he talked about. Well, if it is, then it, what I'll do is I'm going to turn over here to Adam, who also always has something to talk about on the show. It's because I'm a chatterbox. That's why. I, I just never pay attention these days, so I never come with anything other than, like, gaming news. And even that's been fairly boring lately. It uh, has been, hasn't it? Yep. Yeah, it hasn't been over. Oh, wait. Did you know Skyrim's being released again? Oh, oh again. Uh, on ATMs this time? Uh, or? Fucking every device known to man. ATMs? Oh, hey, let's, it would make let's taking just not get awesome. into that. Because I will be sad. Be ridiculous. Yes, Adoom, can you... Can you maybe paint us a picture? I can definitely paint a motherfucking picture. So, actually, this is like, this is local news, which Ooh. is kind of, yeah, I know. And it's an interesting thing that I I specifically didn't mention to just about anyone, um, because I wanted to save it for the podcast for it to be a surprise. Uh, and I want to kind of know our reflection on it. I think it would be a good, a good topic to gab about. So... 
Let me paint you a motherfucking picture. Okay. Okay. So, imagine yourself that you're... So, let's say you're in a marriage, okay? It's outside my experience. And, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and couch. Um, <laughs> so, imagine for a moment that you're married to your significant other. Okay. And you're, uh, you know, for whatever reason, you think that, you know, you see a, a tasty piece of something else over there. And you're just like, you know, it'd be a good idea ruining this marriage. That'd be a great <laughs> idea. Just be the w- best idea. Best, great, great idea. This sounds like an episode of Judge Judy. <laughs> it might as well be. Uh, he owes me $4. Why did you come to court for that? <laughs> like, um, But yeah, people can't. They just got to air out their dirty laundry and Judge Judy. Um, uh, I actually found out that one of the things with Judge Judy is apparently Judge Judy pays both parties like $6,500 or something just to come what? on. What? And then, um, judge yeah, and then if you get, if you receive a judgment against you, like, you know, $4,000 you have to pay out that comes out of your money, of your money, of your, of your money from judge Judy. Weird. That, that's weird. No wonder so many people want to get on there. Then. Exactly. And talk about trivial shit. Cause even if get... you lose, you walk away with like 2,500 fucking dollars. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's okay. Like, yep. I don't, I don't know if many people would turn that down, but, um, so anyway, you're, the best idea you've had all day is just crushing this marriage. You're just <laughs> like, yep, I'm just going to destroy it. So you go, and you inevitably cheat and destroy this marriage. And your significant other goes, well, that was a really shitty thing you did, person. Yep. This is awful. Why would you do that? And, you know, I think the crippling remorse sets in at this time. And looms over you like some sort of debilitating shadow and <laughs> and you're like i will do anything to uncluster fuck this marriage okay okay and your significant other goes really <laughs> i want you to kill my parents so that, that sounds <laughs> a bit extreme so therefore they write you out a very large itemized list of things you must do for a undetermined amount of time. Okay. That's going to be probably the most ridiculous and embarrassing shit you've ever done. I mean, I can see it, yeah. And wanting to repair this so bad, and you and your best friend remorse up there high-fiving because you're going to make it all better and stick the Band-Aid on, that you agree to these terms. So, what happened uh, this week is uh, I have a few friends uh, that work in the retail sector. And what happened is a man with pigtails, with a short <laughs> cocktail dress. Uh, wow. That's, that's got locks all over it. Oh, wearing, my God. Wearing diapers. Oh my, oh, God. my God. With a cute little handbag. Uh, and there was supposed to be, I think there's something in the bag, either a little dog or something like that, uh, wearing high heels, had to go and hand out these pieces of paper to every store, every salon, everywhere he went. Um, his And on this piece of paper, 
It dictates that he's a dirty scumbag cheater, that his new name is Ashley Madison. Uh, (laughs) 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 And that he must spend the remainder of his days going to every store, trying on dresses, and he is not allowed to undress himself. He has to have someone help him. He has to give somebody else the keys to unlock all the padlocks on his zippers to unlock him out of his dress. He is supposed to shop at every store he possibly can. And yes, and has to have cute little pigtails in his hair. Has to go get manicures. This is getting kinky place. Yeah, this is getting into like some really ridiculous humiliation kink shit at this point. Yeah, so uh, evidently this guy cheated and has to go around and hand out these huge, these huge pieces of paper with all these directions that he has to do. And that if he's not doing them, please contact this person. And you have to call him by his scumbag dirty name. And Oh my god. Oh yeah. So see I don't know how I feel about this. Would would you rather like so this is kind of my this is kind of my thought on this. What's better? Humiliating the shit out of this person for doing a terrible, terrible thing. Or wouldn't it just be better to just be like, you're scumbag and leave? Yeah, that one. Yeah. See, like at least he's doing it voluntarily, but still, holy shit! See, so I don't know. Yeah, I know it's tough, eh? Well, no, because I don't know if I buy it. I don't know if I buy the story that he actually cheated and is doing this you, to redeem himself. You think it's just straight up like this is like it's win win like because he kinky? loves. I I I think uh, I think that this is some kinky shit. That's what is what's going on. It, I, it, I wouldn't be surprised that there is some dominatrix kink shit happening right here. I mean, most people aren't willing to humiliate themselves like that. Yeah, like that. That takes a, a significant amount of willpower to to accept that and walk into a public place dressed like that. Yeah. Not in, and the, you know, the thing is this is an actual fetish, the whole humiliation, public degradation thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and the whole, like, if he's not doing this, call this number. Like that sounds like some dominatrix shit to me. You know what though? Like, and that's not the first time I've heard that theory. The other, the other theory, my theory is it could be that, or it could be for the sheer fact that if divorce was a thing, he has absolutely committed adultery. So if she was like, if he did not agree to this, she was leaving and taking half his shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he would lose hard. So if he doesn't now, and there's nothing stopping her from also making him do all of this and then immediately crushing him afterwards yeah, just anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so I don't know. In my mind, I feel like this is some kinky shit happening. It very uh, well could be. Yeah, I like I don't buy the cheater trying to redeem himself. I think that's just the public excuse. You know, to make it, it could because, be. you know, if you walk into a store and go, I'm a kinky fuck and my dominatrix is making me do this. You have even more weird looks. Well, everyone's going to be like, you get away from me. 
you know, don't look at me. I'm calling the cops. It's also a level more extreme than I've seen stuff like this. Like, I've seen people who have lost bets on the side of the road with a sign saying things like, I'm a gigantic douchebag in a dress. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, but it's not locked on. It's not, you know, That was the one that really got me. The it's... locks, the padlocks on the zipper. Yeah. It's that pretty one, far. That, yeah. that, that is taking it to a definitely weird extreme level. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is if this is kinky shit, uh, stop. Don't do that. Don't. Yeah, it, it really isn't needed. And well, it's, it's not, not only is it not needed, I'm not okay with it because, you know, I'm into some kinky shit. I really am. Uh, but the thing that I don't do is involve other people. In my sexual yeah, acts yeah. without their explicit consent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it, you do it in the comfort of your own home, well, not... And, and, you know, I don't mean to be that guy that's like, you know, keep it in your fucking bedroom. Because, you know, if you're at if you're out at, like, a fucking kink event... That's different. Go oh, hard. Right? Different. That's the intention. Yeah, everybody there has consented to be involved in kinky shit tonight. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's the same problem I have with people doing like walking around in leather gear and, uh, latex shit like at conventions. Yep. Um, because the thing is, I, you know, as much as, yeah, you're into this thing and yeah, you know, sex isn't necessarily like sex isn't bad. It, you know, I definitely encourage people fuck a lot. It's great. You know, have fun, <laughs> have uh, all the sex. Yeah. But the thing is, the second you're involving the general public in your sexual endeavors, well, yeah. what's happening is you are involving people in your sexual act who have not consented to be involved in that sexual act. Mm-hmm. Right? It, I mean, it's not rape, but you're getting pretty close to sexual assault here. And yeah. it, it's, it's the just, same it's, as slipping your porn into, you know, library books. Yeah, right? exactly. And someone I, is going to see it who not only didn't want to, but was never given the opportunity to look away. Exactly. I, I don't right? think it's fair. Yeah, you're kind of forcing it down people's throats. It's sort of like those stupid little abortion pamphlets. Well, it's the yeah. exact same thing. Yeah. Like, you, you shouldn't be shoving it in people's faces. If that is the case, it's not fair to not give people the choice whether to join in or not yeah exactly and like that's the thing is if you're at like a kink party or you know kink night at a gay club or whatever fucking go hard that's what that's for though right like that's because the thing is then you get to enjoy your whatever public humiliation kink or whatever the fuck it is people who are consenting and ready to be to involved, involved in it, such yeah. a thing, and right? Even then, they may not participate, but at least they were aware this was likely. Exactly. Right. Yeah. right? They, and know, they made they, the choice to engage. It, that, that's exactly th- yeah. the thing. By being there on kink night, they've consented to be involved right. in kink shit. Right. It's right. different if a convention's in a closed space versus a public space. Um, I still have a bit of an issue with it because the people at that convention didn't necessarily... Uh, agree to be involved in it. Right? I, it, it depends on the type of convention. Is uh, yeah. more what I was meaning, right? Uh, yeah. If you're in like a, you know, a kink convention, right? That's in a completely enclosed space. Don't go walking down the street. Still, yeah. Don't but, do that. You know, you can do what you want. You know, yeah, yeah. behind it, closed doors. Or hell, even if you're at an adult panel, 
and want to do shit like that fine go hard because you're in a you're in an environment explicitly set up for that kind of shit you're not walking out into the fucking lobby or in this case walking into the fucking store you know, the lingerie you know, store oh my god forever 21 and telling <laughs> a clerk to put you in a dress and lock you in it right and, and that's the thing it's not just making him uncomfortable it's making everyone uncomfortable yeah yeah right? so could you imagine being a clerk at that store having to try and help this person yeah, oh, it'd be brutal. I mean, honestly, if it were me, I'd refuse service. Oh yeah, immediately. Right? I'm not getting involved in that. <laughs> I'm not unlocking this person. That is that is so not what I'm getting paid for. <laughs> I get, I yeah, like I make minimum wage. Fuck off, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, even if it is like you're trying to redeem themselves, like I did not sign up to be a fucking marriage counselor. Go yeah. away. Yeah, it's like solve your problems somewhere else. Like, <laughs> oh. But uh, like if you want to humiliate someone, okay. But like, it, it it's pretty far. Like it's pretty aggressive tactics. I understand that you're mad. Yeah, and well, I understand that's a shitty thing. But wouldn't it be better? Just like the best thing to get back at that person would just be to like, hey, and you, you committed adultery. Fuck you. You're gonna lose this. Yeah, you're gonna lose is, the court case. It is a fine line too. Like between you know putting some dude in a dress with a sign that said i cheated in a and am a scumbag standing on the side of the road like yeah. that that's right. one thing that's one thing especially because that comes off pranky yeah yeah right? but there's no there's no sexual intention sexual behind act, it yeah no sexual side to it right which that you know and as much as it is as much as you can't like judge you know you can't judge intentions very accurately most of the time this one to me yeah. definitely it, comes off a little kinky a, a little judge intentiony yeah. yeah weird yeah it's, i just thought it like i laughed i laughed because i was like wow like it's a good story that's a deep-seated <laughs> hate though like, doesn't hold up and the thing hate. is like if i were the guy what would i want to be staying married to yeah like, who is this person that no. i am now you know staying married to that's that's creepy well the yeah. fact the fact that somebody that somebody is going to those lengths to to do that. Like, for instance, um, here, let me see if I can just find um, the little blurb here. And then I'll give you kind of a a half-decent, like, this is sort of what's going on. Um, just give me a second. Scrolling, scrolling, <laughs> scrolling, 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 scrolling. Keep that. All right, here we are. Okay. So... At the top is written, give this letter to every store, uh, salon, and something. It's cut off. It says, hello, this letter will introduce my newly named sissy husband, Ashley Madison. Okay, yeah, that is, that's kink shit. Not yeah. coincidentally the same name of the cheating spouse's website, because it's spelled differently. As you can probably tell from the lipstick, earring, fake nails, glued-on breast forms, tightly laced corset, depends diapers, stockings, dress with attached lock, ballet flats, and hot pink purse slash diaper oh, bag. It's way kinky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is to accompany her everywhere. I am doing some serious payback on Ashley Madison. Ashley Madison is to curtsy and to introduce herself as a sissy to everyone. Yeah. Ashley Madison's tasks for the day include going shopping for clothing and thrift stores, for low heel pumps, dresses, skirts, blouses, and stockings, no pants or leggings. Enough to last for the coming year. Ashley will need help to remove the lock, unzip her dress. In order to try on dresses, lock is to be reattached at each store before leaving. I want pictures at every store and salon. Ashley Madison is to be measured for and buy a bra. All sissies need a bra, after all. I think 38B will fit her well. 
Ashley Madison is to go to a salon and have them put her hair in pigtails so the world can see the new sissified Ashley Madison pigtails for a sissy girl seems right. My sissy husband thought that thought this, his womanizing days were over. I am just getting started in my womanizing of him. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorn. And then it says comments or ideas. Please send e- email to this person. Yeah, it, that it reads like an F, F, uh, F list. Well, Okay. Entry. Any the second it said sissy, that is one hundred percent kink. Uh, you know that that is exactly what. Oh, that there's is. there's nothing to say. There is nothing to say. She's getting off on that, but well, so the language, specifically the use of the term sissy, sissy is a kink term. Uh, so it, it's it's there's uh, there's a lot of kink terms though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, because that's the thing. Sissy is uh, sissy is the name of a fucking kink, right? They, well, they, yeah, they, but... that's what the kink is called. Like, uh, you know, so that that to me, I don't I don't think that uh, he did any cheating. I think he's in a BDSM relationship. That's what this is. It very well could be. <laughs> either either way, though, it is creepy as fuck. <laughs> it's we'll call it creepative. It's creepative. Yes. <laughs> it is absolutely creepative. <laughs> because I'm like, all right. And evidently the guy was having some fun with it because either way, either if it was a kink or he's being forced to do this, there's really only one reaction to have because this is how, this is your life now for at least a little while. Whether or not you're being forced to do it because of infidelity or you're being forced to do it because, hey, this is this really gets your gears. And this is, you know, this makes you hot. So one way or another, there's only really that one reaction. You might as well have fun with it because you're stuck in it either way. Yeah, uh, well, and you don't get into it unless you're into it and going to enjoy it in some way. Yeah. Yeah. But who knows, right? Like, it could be a real thing. Like, so he could have he could have been unfaithful. But he could also have a secret fetish for cross-dressing yeah. and love it like what I'm so much. Is, is um, like, humiliation is a significant demotivator for a person. Yes. Right? Think about the last time you did something embarrassing, right? And just how, how badly that shuts you down. You know that thing that every once in a while you'll be up late at night and you'll walk into the bathroom and you'll see yourself in the mirror and the memory of that thing will come flooding back and you're just like... Ah, oh, and it almost physically hurts that thing. Yeah, that it's like that, but all the time. Oh. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a whole lot of shame. So I usually, <laughs> I have walked around the mall with you in a tutu and a whiteout eye and a cane. It's it's true. It I, was I an just, interesting birthday. I you, <laughs> and that was my birthday. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, honestly, I just I don't know. I found I found life is just. Life is well, just too short and having no shame. I know exactly what you mean, though. Sometimes yeah. you're just like, why did I do that? 
But then you're kind of like, like well, I'm that, here now. Like, that, like, I don't have a whole lot of them. I don't have a whole lot of things. But, there, you know, there's a couple times where, like, I was being either, like, I was being ridiculous and I was completely out of line and, you know, doing some shit. And it's just like, I think back on it. And it it's almost causes physical pain this, to this. think back on that particular. There's, like, one or two things in it, my life where I look back and I'm just like, worse oh. with the remembering rather than better. Yeah. Where you just go like there's one time on a Thursday on a podcast. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, hey, we have an entire series of episodes that are currently hidden for partially that reason. It just like (laughs) just push those into the archive. Well, yeah, we have a bunch that were that we don't have up anymore, mainly because some shit was said and or some shit was said and we we are looking at re remastering those and possibly getting some sort of go ahead on them but we'll see how it goes um did you check your thing i did and i do have a thing to talk about yay it's not gonna step on car's toes no um i thought it might because it involves everybody's favorite celebrity uh donald trump what i I mean can we just not trump for a week well i mean trump uh, can't trump for a it's week, impossible so the thing is it's not specifically donald trump uh it's per senior. se <laughs> it's uh trump jr his son oh my god specifically a series of emails it's so ridiculous involving his, uh uh so uh trump jr whatever the fuck his name is i don't even is it donald trump jr cheeto jr i, I don't know but... yeah anyway um yeah uh he uh has been embroiled in the the scandal with Russia like basically the entire Trump bloodline apparently <laughs> um <laughs> uh, like seriously they they can't get away from it his daughter gets in trouble for sitting in for him at the G20 that one was funny too that was funny because like wow. you know the media like CNN and NBC and all of them are like freaking out like we can't believe that he sat his daughter down at the G20 how can you know this is so disrespectful to other world leaders what the fuck is he thinking meanwhile Angela Merkel herself is just like no this is fine this is fine and, and like she's one of the most like liberal fucking anti-trump fucking world leaders there can be and she's just like no it's it's fine this is pretty standard yeah, actually standard for a political D- candidate yeah i mean you know the g20 is a lot of meetings that happen you can't be in the one room all the time so like this is pretty normal um but yeah, so that was a thing, and that was more, uh, you know, just more pigeon shit on the media's car. But um, what happened, though, with uh, Trump Jr. was, uh, I believe it was the New York Times had been working on a story involving a set of emails that apparently were between Trump Jr. and some Russian lawyer. Now, this Russian lawyer it was allegedly involved with the Russian government. Uh, the Russian government and her both deny her having involvement in the government or being any kind of Russian official. But I mean, it's, you know, of course they do. Duh. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but we don't have any, you know, solid proof one way or the other. So a lot of that's just speculation. Uh, but the New York Times apparently had gotten hold of a set of emails that were for a meeting between Trump Jr. and this Russian lawyer. 
And the Russian lawyer was saying basically that, you know, they had or not the the lawyer didn't say this was someone else said, you know, we have information on Hillary Clinton that could help you, uh, you know, and we're hoping that she can give it to you in person. It's highly sensitive. So we want to give it to you in person. You know, uh, can we set up this meeting and had words like uh, terms like. Um, this is part, this is an extension of the Russian government and Putin's support for Donald Trump. Oh, geez. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and shit like that. And then apparently what had happened was he went to said meeting, uh, and then it turns out that they just wanted to talk about Russian adoptions and didn't (laughs) actually, didn't actually have him into a conversation. Yeah. um, Wow. At least that that's the claim Yeah, was that they baited him into this and then turns out they just wanted to talk about some other bullshit. Um, and everyone kind of freaked out about it. Yeah. It, it's kind of easy to get people freaking out right it, now. Well, the, the freaking out about this one particularly it, like this one in particular, it confused me. It really did. Uh, you know, everyone's acting like, you know, like this is like, you know, the nail in the coffin. And I'm like, there's no new it's, it's information. Well, yeah, like, it's the, well. And the thing is, what ended up happening is when Trump Jr. found out that these emails, uh, the, the New York Times had these emails and were about to publish. He preempted them and just released the emails on his own Twitter. OK, that's, so so they're that's confirmed, pretty reasonable. Yeah, they're confirmed real emails like they they're they're they so are like full disclosure and yeah um so here's the thing there's a lot of people going well you know you can't do this because this is you know accepting uh there's laws in the states about accepting any gifts or donations or anything like that from foreign governments and part of that says you know gifts or cash or anything of monetary or other value mm-hmm you know, the mainly worded to uh, prevent things like, you know, well, we're not going to give you money, but here's an original Picasso. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, you like... know, shit like that. Um, but people are also saying that this whole thing about, uh, you know, things of value. Well, information has value. Mm-hmm. So that would be covered under this law. And then there's other people who are arguing about, well, no, because information is not intrinsically valuable. Therefore, blah, blah, blah. And this is worded in such a way that it's kind of a stretch to say that, the you know, that's what it covers. There's a big argument anyway. Yeah. But the media and a lot of people uh, on my Twitter, even like people uh, were losing their fucking minds. And it really, well, it's just, it confused me because this is not new. This is, we didn't learn anything new. There's already like the Trump administration is already embroiled in a, they got help from Russia scandal. Okay. Um, We now have emails showing that there was a meeting where Russia said, we'll help you. And it's like, well, okay. We already knew. Yeah, we, we yeah, were aware rare. of this possibility. Yeah. Um, but unless there was proof that something actually exchanged hands. Yeah. And then people are pointing to things like the whole, this is part of, you know, Russia, the Russian government and Putin's support for the Trump administration. You know, I was like, see, see, the, the Russians, you know, they wanted Trump. They support Trump. And But like the whole time, though, I'm sitting there just thinking to myself, you know, if I wanted to get into a meeting room, 
with somebody on the Trump campaign trail, somebody high up, because I wanted to talk to them about something. What am I going to tell them? Something they want to hear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We support you and might have information that can help you. Yeah. That's exactly what I'd tell them. That yeah, is, that that, is, like that, that part makes sense to me. If you can claim you have something of interest, they're going to, uh, going to at least give you the face to face. Exactly. Oh, like, so, so, I mean that whole, you know, Russian, uh, you know, this is part of Russia's support for Trump that, that to me doesn't really hold water because of fucking course they said that. Like, of course, that's what they told them. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're, I would would have been surprised. Like, what would what were you, were you expecting them to say? Russia doesn't support the Trump administration at all, by the way. But we still want a meeting with you. <laughs> yeah, because they would just be no. <laughs> by the we're, way, we're busy. This, yeah, this, this, this meeting this meeting will have no information of value to you. We just want to talk to you we about this. Sell other you thing. an idea. Yeah, right. Nobody's going to take that meeting. So of course, that's what they said. And then people are like, well, Trump Jr. shouldn't have, you know, gone into this meeting because he knew it could have been illegal. And I'm like, look, you're in a campaign to win the fucking presidency. Okay. Well, the most, one of the most powerful offices on the fucking planet. This is a high stakes game. Yeah. Of course, you're going to meet up with someone who might be able to give you a little bit of extra chips. Exactly. Yeah. Of, co of course you d of course he's gonna that get meeting. you yeah. if it's gonna get your votes right? he, he maybe shouldn't have but it's not realistic to expect him not to exactly yeah. right like you know okay so there's a there there's uh, there is a definite ethical issue involved oh for sure but then and then there's a dubious debatable gray area legal issue but i think but for, the presidency be, yeah for it to become a legal issue Proof of actual exchange has to exist. Yeah. Well, yes, you prove oh, they met. Totally. Now show me that they changed hands. I, I, I did like the way Philip DeFranco put it, was the whole, you know, well, that claim is kind of still bad because, um, you know, it's like, well, you know, I went to a Coke deal. They told me there would be Coke there. Would there. Be coke there. Yeah, so it makes and it when, dubious. And when I got there... Uh, you know, it turns out they were just selling, you know, Robux. Yeah. You know, they were selling light, light bulbs. Uh, and I didn't want any. Right. Yeah. Like, and people are like, so there is the argument that like, okay, well you still went to a Coke deal. Uh, so. Oh, absolutely. Like the intent was still there. Yeah. But, but nothing actually happened. But the, the big thing for me is it's just like, I don't know why people are surprised or angry that he took that meeting. Because again, a fucking course he did. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you know, it, it's, it would be like, are I, I, it, I actually mentioned in the chat, like, it reminds me of that whole thing when the NSA and Snowden happened and everyone was like, what do you mean the government's spying on us? And I'm like, they've been fucking saying that since the goddamn 60s. Okay. Yeah. That is not new. This is just a new way. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing here. Like, you know, people are like, see, this is proof that the Russians were trying to meddle in the election. Well, of course they tried to meddle in the election. It's what the Russians do. They've meddled in fucking every election on the fucking planet since the fucking 40s. Like, the, the, that is Russia. They've met, they try to meddle in Canadian elections, I guarantee you. They try to meddle in Chinese, quote-unquote, 
elections electoral processes yes. yeah uh you know they've i guarantee you they're there they've got agents in japan trying to fuck with shit you know they, they're everywhere it's what they do that's russia and everyone's like i can't believe russia did this and it's really it's just like you can't believe it yeah, take right. a look at the political climate of the world right now and yeah think again so okay. there, there, there's that whole thing, but I, I don't know. I'm just a little disappointed at everyone freaking out about this because there really isn't a whole lot of information there that is damning if you take the time to like actually look at it critically and be like, well, why would this happen? What, what would cause somebody to say this? Do they actually support Trump or did they just want to get in a room with him? Well, it looks a lot like they just wanted to get in a room with him. Yeah, like if you read those emails. Yeah, but people don't look at that immediately, right? They just hear what they want to hear yeah. first off. It's the whole hype machine that the internet and people are right now. Every little thing gets blown way up, oh, yeah. way fast. Big time. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's like, it was funny. The reporter was like, I've been working on this story for a year. And he he just tweeted it. Right, like just flabbergasted. I'm like, man, if this is the story you've been working on for a fucking year, um, I well, think you <laughs> how how hard are you spinning it in that case, right? Yeah, what, what have you been doing to make that story better? Yeah, so, um, and and like another thing that happened was like, uh, you know, people are like, well, you know, they're pointing the finger at the Trump administration, going, how dare you? accept help from the russians meanwhile it's come out there, there's proof now that's come out it's shown that the clinton foundation that the clinton campaign was being aided by the ukrainian government yeah yeah and so it's, it's like, like same fucking th there you go like and the thing is i've said this before i guarantee you that the russians contacted the clintons i guarantee oh, fucking absolutely. You. absolutely they did like you know, I, there. You know, it's just the only reason we're looking at Trump right now is because he's the president, and of course we're looking at the president oh, closer. Yeah. Don't, don't get people wrong. If Hillary had gotten in, the whole criminality behind her would be just as hyped right now. Oh yeah, it totally. would be just as bad. Yeah, and I honestly don't believe she would have done better. Uh, but you know, it, it's <laughs> I don't, the the whole thing. Just it, it's one of those things where I feel like there's just. It's like when, you know, Kanye West does anything <laughs> and everyone just loses their mind. And it's like, guys, calm down. It's just a rapper on a stage. Yeah. And your outrage is why he keeps doing shit. <laughs> yeah. You're just feeling. We haven't, haven't talked about him this week. He needs to go do something stupid. Yeah. Well, and that, that's the the big thing here is you know every time you know it, and it's part of what won him the fucking election too is like the, the outrage machine was so fucking strong that what name did everybody hear day in day out every day constantly the entire election cycle trump, trump. i honestly don't remember the names of anyone else who was running i really don't i still remember bernie yeah, i, I still say, remember yeah. hillary but they, I, they were the only major players yeah, I still remember... Uh, Everyone else was just kind of... Yeah, I, I don't... I can't name anyone yep. else. There was Bernie, then there was Hillary, then there was Trump, and I don't... I, that was it. Was See, it at, least, at least... Maybe it was Jeb Bush. I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I want to say Mitt Romney, but that's that was fucking that 2008. Was, yeah. Or 2012. Was it 2008 or 2012? It was some election. An election. <laughs> the last one. Right? You know, uh, so... The last, last one. You know, I don't know. 
I feel like this whole thing, especially the Trump Russia thing, is just such a huge smokescreen in front of everybody's eyes right now. It's all anyone's talking about. And to mm-hmm. me, it's like this is the least important thing on the fucking roster. It's of shit. There's other shit going on. Yeah. Yeah, much more important shit. But see, it's not it's not a hot topic. It's not gossip. So people don't want to pay attention to the actual important things because it's not gossip. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it, it feedbacks itself, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's well, political gossip. People love that uh, shit. It, like, it, they eat it up. Well, they, and it's like, we could be talking about shit like, you know, the healthcare thing. Or we could be talking about shit like, actually, this is a great segue into our other story. Um, but, you know, we're not talking about it because Trump, Russia. But right now, uh, we should be talking a lot more about the FCC. Uh, that's a big one that we need yeah. to be talking about with uh, the net neutrality, net thing. neutrality thing and declaring Bullshit. it not title two anymore. And that scares me, even though we're in Canada and net neutrality is relatively safe here. If it gets, if it gets fucked over in the States, it's going to fuck us over in Canada. Well, uh, you know, not it, universally, but no, but uh, it definitely there will be impact. Yeah. Right. It's not going to just not be noticed. Yeah. It, did you guys know about, um, I don't know if anybody knew about the, the big protest that happened on Wednesday? No. Yeah, so there was a giant protest that happened on Wednesday against the net neutrality bullshit. So just like lots of major players too. We're talking like Google, Netflix. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Huge, huge companies like all across the board were purposefully throttling the shit out of their websites. Oh, to yeah. slow them down to protest this. Well, yeah. and that's the thing is if this start if this comes to a head, you want to know what would uh, what would change the FCC's mind right fucking quick. AWS and Azure both go completely offline. Oh my god, they they just put out an <laughs> they, open letter. They Am- actually can't. They could. They have legal entitled or legal responsibilities well, to their their people they're hosting. Well, and that's the thing is those people would have to sue them. But yeah, and. It wouldn't be hard. It would be billions of dollars. <laughs> but like, that's the thing is, you know, they, you know, hell, they could just go, okay, f- tell you what, uh, all of Washington and wherever the FCC is also where the FBI headquarters is, CIA yeah. headquarters is, NSA headquarters that's is. Just it. You and you pick out all those people who are, are making this happen and be like, all of our services to you, 5%. Not, not even 5%. They redirect to a page going, uh, we're holding your shit hostage until you don't do this. <laughs> yes. Uh, your internet, any service you want on any of these servers will not work until you don't do this. I want to see Reddit, Google, Amazon, and fucking Facebook, all of it, their entire yeah. data center, inaccessible. Microsoft Azure, inaccessible. Microsoft 360, inaccessible to you the would, entire you fucking government. You'd make the government just cry. The, the government would, would shut down, right? Like, you know, Google finds out, you know, hey, these are the Gmail accounts for everyone involved in the government. Your Android phone doesn't work anymore until you do this. We've uh, deactivated everything because they can do that, actually. You know, Apple, your Apple ID has been suspended until you don't do this anymore. Uh, by the way, and they're like, well, you can't do that. Eh, TOS says we can deactivate shit for any reason. So, yep, <laughs> we can. So it's totally I, a thing. These companies could hold the internet hostage. Like they, they could. I'd love to see it. I <laughs> don't. I don't think it'll happen. 
Oh my god. The like I I uh just uh, a second. One second, there is someone at the door. E- evidently we have a visitor. <laughs> what? Camera just died, we'll be right back. There's a food happening. Just one second. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and broken. okay food delivery is over we're just getting the camera back on we'll be back in a second here (laughs) shame shame it won't be a problem once we're down in the basement oh what are people saying wake up I don't know hot dog I hope so Sal how do I computer My computer when control alt f8 f7 hello oh um sorry we're almost back guys sorry for the interruption it's one moment paris uh, i can see the number four Amu, 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 Amu. Rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> Talking to my penis. The most uninteresting podcast. <laughs> okay, guys, the stream is going to go down and come back in a minute here. We just need to restart it here. Microphone wiener. Sorry, kids. Almost there. Almost there. Almost there. Almost. 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 Huh? Good show. There we are. Now you're on the trolley. Hooray! It's working! That's crazy that you've single-handedly, like, clouded the living room. (laughs) All right, are we good? Two plus two is four. Grab it a box. Okay, I think we're back. Hello, stream. 
Hello. Ignore the fog. Adam was ah. just smoking. In yes, the ears. there we go. I know, right? Um, there is one more thing though that I did want to add because I don't think enough people are doing this for the whole FCC issue. Yeah. Um, they're not calling out the guy behind the fucking whole thing, and he's the guy who's running the FCC right now. Yeah. His name is Ajit Pai. Yes. Yes. This is a guy. Like that's the thing is if this happens. I feel like, you know, when the, tr- when the presidency fucks some shit up, yes. you know, the whole healthcare thing, you know, mm-hmm. we blame Trump. Yeah. So we need to blame <coughs> IG Pi for this yeah. bullshit. Oh, well, big that, time. That's the thing. He's the ringleader behind this. I'm kind of, you know, I'm not a big fan of the whole like name and shame thing. Cause you know, ha- most of the time they're not, they're the, they're when, not sole agents that are, are responsible. Yeah. And also a lot of the time they do this, it's against like not public figures, you know, just random fuck on the internet, you know, working at fucking Starbucks and then he gets called out for some shit and then his life is ruined. That That's not the case here. This is a guy who runs a organization that is dedicated to this particular function. Though. Yeah, this exact thing is what they're known for. Yeah. So Ajit Pai, I think that, you know, this should be his legacy. Every time we talk about this, we need to bring up the name Ajit Pai. Every yeah. fucking time. A-J-I-T-P-A-I. Ajit Pai. Remember that fucking name and don't let anyone forget that fucking name ever. Because that is the only way that we're ever going to be able to actually fight this battle. Is that the, you know, the people involved who are supposed to be... You know, like, I, I barely even blame Comcast or Time Warner because the thing is, what this looks like to them is more money. Yeah. They're and basically, They're yeah. being the shitty business that has been around for, you yeah. know, 100 years, they're, right? They're giant megacorps. Their only job is to make money. That's yep. literally... And this is just more money. And this is just more money. That That's it. Uh, you know, I... Right. They shouldn't do it, but they're going to because money. Yeah. And I can, I can hardly blame them. It's like, you know, blaming a fucking mosquito for sucking blood. I can't, you know, I'm sorry, Comcast can't help that they're the literal scum of the earth. It's just what they are. Um, and they're going to keep doing it. The thing is, it's Ajit Pai's fucking job to, to stop, stop them from doing that. And he's not yeah. doing it. In fact, he's making it easier. Exactly. So, I don't know. This is going to be his legacy. I hope this is his legacy. I hope this follows him. You know, because that's the thing. is, It's the only way that well, this is ever going to stop. Make is, it follow him. Right? Yeah. Right. Make it so that when you Google him on Google, the first result is a whole bunch of blogs yeah. bitching about him killing net neutrality. Because yeah. remember the last time this happened, there was like that whole SOPA and PIPA thing and yeah. all that. Yep. Uh, who was behind that? No idea. No idea. Right. right. And the thing is, it's going to keep coming back until we start going, you, you're the one who yeah, brought this. Yeah, you're to blame. You need to stop. Point at that guy. Yeah. You know, it, it's not good. Because like, that's the thing is everyone's just like, oh, Comcast. Well, no, because Comcast is just a big corporation. And you know what? Uh, you're, you, you know, yeah. Yeah, you. they're just riding on the coattails. Well, and it's not, like, yeah. you know, yeah, you listening to this podcast right now, you're probably going to stick with Comcast because they probably have the best internet in your area. Yeah. Right, you know, uh, Comcast isn't going to suffer. No, right? no, I mean, not at all. You'd have to kill, you know, fifty to sixty percent of their business yeah. before they care. So it's time that the regulators, the you know, their careers start getting ruined over this shit. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I, the, I totally agree. Right, it, it's like, important to make sure that the person behind it is is being held responsible. 
Yeah. So remember the name, Ajit Pai. He's the one who started this and is pushing this and is doing this. We, we can make that the episode title for this too. Shark blames Ajit Pai. Yeah. I'm, I need to remember to do yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, you can find him on Ajit Pai FCC on Twitter. Um, <laughs> and uh, speaking of Twitter, Comcast's Twitter right now is fucking hilarious. Oh my god! If you go to their Twitter page, like their tweets and replies thing, it's just, all of their replies are nothing but them going, you know, uh, Title Two isn't actually net neutrality. Title Two isn't neutral. You know, the current regulations aren't neutral. They're regulations, and people are like throttling, and they're like, "We won't throttle." Sure, you won't. Promise. Yeah, sure, right. you won't. You know, I'm half tempted to contact the contact Comcast to just be like, "I don't believe you." But At if all. you sign this contract stating that you won't do this, and if you do, you pay me $50 million, uh, I will act like I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you inevitably do start throttling shit, I get paid $50 million. But, yeah. I, like, you know, it, it, uh, it, ugh. it just fucking ugh. pisses me off. Because, like, do you, they've spent hundreds of millions of dollars lobbying for this shit. Yeah. And no That's... corporation spends hundreds of millions of dollars if they don't think they're going to get their fucking money back. Oh, yeah. yeah. If they don't think they're going to benefit, they're not going to put a, a dirty dime in there. No. Not one red cent. Uh, a big thing to remember, everyone who listens to this, if it's a corporation, the only reason they do a thing is for money. Yep. Yeah. It, basically. No matter what they say, it, money, there's a dollar value attached to it that is the most important piece. That's amazing. Yeah. Coke, want, uh, Coke wants to save the icebergs and polar bears, not because they want to save the icebergs and polar bears, but because it's marketing. Yeah, it yeah. lets them sell more shit. Right. right, you know they're Even, they're you know marketing on morality is a big thing right oh, it's now. Huge. Oh How, yeah. Pepsi tried it and failed. Yeah. Huh. I mean, you know, what do you think Lululemon sells? Because it isn't clothes. It's morality. It's morality. Yes. It's a hundred percent morality. Yeah. It, it, actually, I wrote a big paper in university on Lululemon and how they were evil. I, I had Nenshi talk to us at length about how Lululemon was a uh, company that dictates morality, not just sells it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. They set the bar. No, and, and it, it's funny because like I actually wrote a big university paper on it because we were, uh, I forget what the actual assignment was. It was like we were supposed to discuss um, evil corporations or some shit. Yeah. And like everyone was, or, or and everyone was picking like you know because uh, you know I it was a fairly liberal college. Yep. Um. And everyone's like, oh, oil companies or, you know, fucking BP or whatever the fuck it was at the time. BP would have been hot at the time. Or Comcast or whoever. And I'm sitting there and I picked Lululemon yeah. because the big thing for me was I was like, you know. BP and you know Shell and Comcast. It's they're kind not of low hanging fruit, to well, be honest. Well, BP, yeah. Shell, and Comcast, like they're not trying to sell you on the fact that they're great fucking people. They're not trying to sell you on you know their moral upstanding things, and you should back them. They're not, you know, or yeah, EA, same thing. EA is not going there, like sitting there, like EA. We help the gaming development yeah, industry. Yeah, no, not at all. Like, no. like, not at all, right? Lululemon, however, 
does. They're like, yeah. we're all natural, blah, 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 yoga, spiritually enlightened lifestyle and, you know, free, you know, uh, cruelty free trade and bullshit spirituality and morality and like back us because backing us is backing moral fucking viewpoints and shit. Yep. And I'm like, no, that that's evil. That that <laughs> is evil right yeah, there. Right. It's one of those weird situations where the companies that actually tend to put more of a corrupt foot forward are the ones that smile at you first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? No, they're, they have <laughs> a big, a big, like, they put more money into their marketing to yeah. look. We're not evil. We promise. Yeah, we oh, promise. No. Absolutely, wolves and sheep. Yeah. Absolutely. And the thing is, I find it hilarious because that's what Comcast is doing right now. They got, yeah. the, they got this whole marketing campaign based around you know net uh title two does not equal net neutrality and they have this whole marketing campaign around we don't and never will throttle or limit bandwidth or anything like that and everyone's just like you already do yeah you already already a thing you do so don't tell me it's not going to happen well, because they did it with Netflix. Because yep. back when there was that whole thing about internet fast lanes, the first time, they already were throttling Netflix and YouTube. And people's Netflix and YouTube were like shit. Yeah. For months until they they were told explicitly that, no, that's illegal to do that. And then everyone's Netflix and YouTube started working properly again. And everyone's like, why did you throttle it? And they're like, we didn't. We, we, that wasn't, <laughs> wasn't us. us. It just happened accidentally. I don't know why it got better. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. All right. It, it, it was funny because I remember it got to the point where Netflix got uh, almost got sued by Verizon because whenever their videos would start stuttering, uh, they would say, it seems like the blank network is slow right now. So it would say, it seems like the Verizon network is being oh, is slow. No. Right. Seems <laughs> like the Comcast network is slow right now. It would detect your ISP and say that that ISP's network is slow right now. Cause <laughs> oh, all of, man. yeah. Cause all of the ISPs were holding the last mile there to the customer hostage from YouTube and Netflix. Wow. So Netflix started calling them out and Verizon tried to, uh, was about to sue them for like defamation or libel or some shit. Like, <laughs> and then the That's ruling came fucked. down. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it was a, it was a big deal. Right. And people, and then Comcast, we won't throttle. Sure. You will. Yeah. Don't, like, don't even lie. <laughs> yeah. Just tell just it stop. how it is. Right? Like, just stop. Like, I, it's just, you know, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what movie it is, but there's this one clip of this girl just like, mm-hmm. sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And then just like. Yeah, that that's my reaction. That's you. when, when yeah. I see that. Yeah. I actually tweeted out the other day. I was like, I kind of feel sorry for the Comcast and social media team. Oh, they've just got to be shitting bricks right now. Well, oh, yeah. it, I wonder how many of them are like kind of puking into their mouths a little Constantly. every time, just like, trying to <laughs> deal with the constant lies. <laughs> like as they tweet this shit out, just uh, yeah. yeah, you know, it's you know, I can't blame them because I mean, I guarantee you, they're all like people making like fifteen dollars an hour who are trying to balance an apartment and probably like a kid yeah, and doing this their is, job you know still. And, and they're just like oh i hate myself I, i'm sure they just every desk comes with a bucket and a scrub brush <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like oh it's so bad 
But yeah, so that's rough. Right. Well, that's super. Rough. I need to go get a box. You do. Box. And you guys need to play car segment and then entertain the stream until I get back. Box, box. Yeah. Luckily, you don't live twenty minutes away from me anymore. No. Yay. So it's like an eight minute drive. Quick. You might even be back before car segment is done playing. Yeah, I doubt it, but we'll see. Yep. All right. So we're gonna take a quick break here. We'll get car's stream figured out first off. So there might be some technical unfurledness here. Uh, you're used to it by now. Technical so. unfurledness. Yep. And uh, we'll be back soon. And, All right. Uh, enjoy. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Carr. And tonight I'm going to talk about something that has kind of come up in the last week here. So first, a little bit of backstory for anyone who has not heard the name Omar Kadir. So Omar Kadir was a Canadian citizen who in 2002 was captured after a firefight with United States uh, soldiers. Now, what was a Canadian doing fighting U.S. soldiers, you ask? Well, if the name wasn't already a giveaway, this actually happened in Afghanistan in 2002. Now, at the time, uh, Omar Kader was 15 years old. His father, uh, an Afghani-Canadian, had actually, after the 9-11 attacks, had pulled his entire family back to Afghanistan to fight against Americans, I guess. I, anyway... But basically, long story short, is that Kadir ended up in a firefight with American soldiers. Now, during that firefight, he allegedly threw a grenade, which ended up killing one American soldier and wounding another one. Now, again, why is this so weird, you ask? I mean, this was a firefight. People die in firefights. And you're absolutely right. Um, but after Kadir was captured... He was declared, of course, not a prisoner of war because, of course, the United States wasn't at war with the legitimate government of Afghanistan. They were at war with the Taliban, the terrorists, Al-Qaeda. So by that, uh, Qadir was not recognized as an enemy combatant and a prisoner of war, but instead a terrorist. And he was sent off to Guantanamo Bay, where he spent the next eight years. Now, after uh, all the stuff with Obama trying to trying to dissolve uh, Guantanamo Bay and trying to basically ship off all the ter the terrible people that were there, um, Kadir ended up back in Canada, and then immediately started contesting on charter grounds that his rights as a Canadian citizen were violated by being sent to Guantanamo Bay, where there was you know basically everything except official admission that torture was occurring there. Um, and earlier this week, Omar Kader was actually awarded by the Canadian government an undisclosed settlement. Now, because of the nature of the settlement, it can't be publicly disclosed what it is, but a lot of sources are, have been citing about $10.5 million that was paid out to, to Omar Kader. Um, and this has pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> and I mean, a lot of people. Like, pretty much everybody except the uh, liberal cabinet Coder, Cutter himself, obviously, and his lawyers are pretty cheesed at this because it's basically like saying, why the hell are we paying a terrorist? Okay, so on the one side, should we be paying terrorists out money for, for stuff? No. Um, do I think that Omar Kader was guilty? I don't know. I was not privy to all of the evidence that was at present at his military tribunal in 2010 um i mean he admitted at that tribunal that he had in fact thrown the grenade that ended up killing that american soldier but he later rescinded that 
that confession, citing that he only gave it under duress and after torture because he just wanted to return to Canada. And the Americans weren't letting anybody who hadn't already been through a trial at Guantanamo leave to their their patriated country or to repatriate them to whatever country they actually were citizens of, which in of itself is such a heaping pile of bullshit that I'm not going to get into it right now. But again, the larger issue is that I've, I've always just found so fascinating and confusing and stupid all at once about this case. Cause I have been following on and off Catter's case for years. Um, almost since he got captured, actually, when I first heard of it. And for the record, Catter's as old as I am. In fact, he, I'm a year older than he is. He, when I was 15, all I really had to do was worry about passing my grade 10 final exams. When he was, tw when he was 15, he was literally being shot at by the American army. Like, that is a bit of a contrast in lifestyle in our early teen or in our late teens, I would say. Um... But at the end of the day, the, again, the thing that I still find so insane is that this is a child soldier by, like, every legal definition, except for the fact that he was not fighting in, an, like, the army of a country. And again, because the Americans were fighting terrorists and they had not declared a formal war against the, the government of Afghanistan because the Americans did not recognize the Taliban as the legitimate gover uh, government of Afghanistan then they were able to then make a loophole that anybody they captured in any of these firefights were not enemy combatants and protected under Geneva Convention law for prisoners of war, but instead, they're dirty terrorists, and because we Americans captured them, we can make sure that we're taking care of them under the Patriot Act, because George W. has made ourselves a real good law with that one. Because, of course, this was 2002. The the Patriot Act's ink was barely dry and off the presses. Everybody was absolutely USA, USA, and were more than willing to overlook anything and everything if it meant getting them damn terrorists. So we're going to get them terrorists. What do you mean there's only 15? I don't care. Throw them in Gitmo. And that's what they did. And for his entire, basically the entirety of his 20s, uh, and the rest, I mean, the rest of his teenage years and most of his 20s, Omar Kadir sat in an American black site, Guantanamo Bay, being waterboarded, being tortured, um, threatened with God knows what, um, until he finally, finally got his turn in court and then confessed because all the, like, again, this is a, basically a kid who just wanted to go back. I have no idea, like, what possessed Kadir's father to think it was a great idea to haul his children and then make them fight for the Taliban uh, or for Al-Qaeda. I can't, like, that's an entire other just something just wrong. But I'm sorry, no 15-year-old... I mean, 15-year-olds barely know what they want to wear every day to school or what music they like to listen to or whether they hate or love their parents that day. They can't make decisions about whether or not to participate in a geopolitical war. So, you know. And again, killed another soldier in a firefight. Like, I'm sorry, that happens. It was a firefight. It's not like he was attacking civilian targets or anything like that. So all of that legality aside... Long story short, he's now been repatriated to Canada, and why are we paying him money now? Well, as I mentioned before, he was actually suing the government because he was stating that his rights as a Canadian were violated. And they pretty much were. I mean, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms protects against torture, undue interrogation, mistreatment, etc., even when you know, 
imprisoned. Like it, that's straight up. And we, well, the government at the time, um, who was originally the previous liberal, liberal government under uh, Chrétien and then Martin, um, were lagged behind on saying, "Oh, you captured a Canadian, we'll take him." Until eventually Harper became PM, and then he's like, "Oh no, you guys definitely keep him. We don't want him here." So he gets back. He sues our government for that, and basically, to make a long story short, because the story is already getting plenty long, uh, the government decided to settle this week instead of actually taking it and continuing to fight this in the courts. Because basically, as far as the government was kind of figuring, we'd lose. And to be totally honest, they were probably right because. Again, despite anything else you think about, you know, whether Kadir should or should not have, whether he should have run away, whether he should have been fighting, whether he should have just surrendered the moment he realized Americans were there, whatever, uh, take out any of that other stuff. The fact of the matter is that the Canadian government allowed a Canadian citizen to be taken by a government that was known to be conducting torture against prisoners captured under the conditions in which Kadir was captured. Full stop. And under that basis, our government decided to settle for $10.5 million and pay it out of court. Now, all day, again, people have, or all week have said, people have been up in arms about this. Uh, the new leader of the Conservative Party, Andrew Scheer, uh, so many other Canadians have been just very, very vocal, basically just decrying the Liberal government, decrying uh, Trudeau, decrying all of this, or how dare you spend taxpayer money on paying out a convicted terrorist um, again, ignoring the fact that he was convicted under a confession given under duress. Um, and, but now, you know, Trudeau is actually saying back that it, and I'm actually just going to read a bit of his statement here is he's saying that it was the responsible path to take, um, because letting the case play out in court could have cost the government as much as $40 million. I can understand Canadians concerns about the settlement. In fact, I share those concerns about the money and that's why we settled. If we had continued to fight this, not only would we have inevitably lost, but estimates range from thirty to forty million would have ended up that it would have ended up costing the government. The measure of a society, a just society, is whether or not we stand up for people's rights when it's easy or popular to do so, but also whether we recognize rights when it's difficult, when it's unpopular. And I think that is a very, very good point, because again, even the most heinous prisoner, even the most um, heinous criminal in the country is still a Canadian citizen. And if we do start stripping the rights of people under certain circumstances, then that is when it suddenly becomes a lot easier to justify removing the rights of people for other specific reasons. This is one of the reasons that I've always hated bills like C-51 or C-24, the bill, the, the privacy or the spying bill that was introduced under the Harper government or 24, which basically gave you the ability to strip the Canadian citizenship from somebody who is a dual citizen and uh, convicted or under suspicion of terrorism charges. That is, again, a very, very dangerous thing to start considering to do, because the moment that you start saying, oh, well, it's okay to strip somebody's citizenship or remove their rights in this situation, it doesn't take too much more to then decide, oh, well, you know, this situation can always apply to this situation. And then this situation. And I know that Tal is already screaming in his chair about a slippery slope argument, but this is one of those cases where it can absolutely apply. And there is absolutely evidence over and over and over again throughout history of this happening. And I don't have to go citing arguments in Nazi Germany or imperialist Japan or anything like that. Is I can cite 
the last five years, the last 10 years with things like the Patriot Act and these little nudges happening to be able to justify, oh, well, what's, what is actually, you know, terrorism? I mean, take a look at how many people get called domestic terrorists in the United States now just because they've chained themselves to a tree, right? I mean, it's, again, it's, it's not something that everyone because they're so, well, I'm not thrilled about $10.5 million being paid out to somebody who may or may not have, you know, be considered a terrorist. Again, I personally still consider Omar Khadr a prisoner of war and an, and, a, and a, an enemy soldier in a shitty war, granted, but still a soldier in a in a war that we captured. And the entire treatment that he suffered was unjust, absolutely. Um, again, am I thrilled about him pay, being paid $10.5 million of my taxpayer dollars? No. But I'm sure a hell of a lot more happy than that being 30 or 40 million, if that had been the case. I don't know if those numbers were actually blown out of proportion or not, but he was seeking 20 million in damages. So even then, we took a half or a half price discount on that one. Anyway, that's all for me for tonight. As always, my name is Carr, and enjoy the rest of Unfurled. So I guess we have no emails. Yep. So that's a thing. So I think we are probably just going to... Uh wrap up here we did have a funny email come in that wasn't from one of our listeners yeah, yeah say interesting did. one from uh, youtube apparently of all of our episodes that we've ever done episode negative two has been deemed um not advertiser friendly i can't imagine why. so so we can't monetize that one no monies which is unfortunate because as you all know our advertising on youtube is absolutely the only way we make any kind of money and uh, the whole seven or eight dollars we've earned in our lifetime will be sorely uh, missed. I can I can quickly check how much money we've made Do off it. of YouTube revenue. I this is apparently against like I think this might actually be against some sort of like TOS or something. Uh, uh, discussing your uh, yeah, discussing your revenue and your analytics and shit. Do we care? I, well, the, the thing is, I don't know why. Why would that be, like... A thing? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Lifetime estimated revenue, $11.20. There you go. Right on. From March 18th, 2015 to July 12th, 2017. You know what? Ouch. Boys, we can, <laughs> we can supersize. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's almost a McDonald's meal. Almost. Um, I re remember that'd be in U.S., so that that's about... Yeah, that's my McDonald's yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. You, you guys have theoretically bought us dinner because it's currently theoretical cash. So if it's eleven U.S. dollars, then that's forty-seven Canadian dollars. <laughs> Though apparently our analytics are doing okay. Uh, we well, yeah. Your channel had a surge in watch time from subscribers plus five hundred and eight minutes. Ooh, uh, right on. Uh, oh, plus nine hundred and twenty-five minutes. Plus 1,112 minutes. Hey, thanks for actually watching on the, the YouTube side. Holy yeah, that's shit. Awesome. Episode 2.5 apparently has 2,901 minutes of watch time. That'd be because it was live streamed and nothing else. Oh, weird. No, the Unfurled Live at Furry would have been that. Oh. And that's 925. Well, episode th 3 is 1,000. Well, thank you guys for, for watching. For those of That's you who awesome. do just watch us on YouTube, that is uh, awesome. I'm glad we can come to you through yet another channel. Yeah. Uh, we have lo we're, we're actually down subscribers, though. 
Apparently. Oh. oh. Yeah, we're uh we we went down a few. We lost three apparently. Good riddance. I mean Well that's don't okay. leave us. Yeah. <laughs> don't leave. But yes, I think I think with all the, the fun today, I think it's time for us to go. Yeah. It could so be. Tal, why don't you go ahead and take us out? Well, uh we would definitely like to thank But we won't. Uh, <laughs> we'd can like we, to, we but consider. we can't. <laughs> we uh, just can't. Yeah, we'd like to thank uh, Screen Fox and Omari thank you, thank you, thank you, for thank the you. music and the logo, respectively. We would like to thank all of our listeners for thank coming you. and tuning in. Very, very much so. Uh, we love all of you. Uh, we would also like to thank all of our beautiful patrons. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, uh, we've got some shit we need to purchase because we've got a fucking studio to build right now yeah we're gonna work on it in the basement yeah we got a studio space set aside for us uh down in the basement of this new place and we're building that up and you know you guys are the ones that make getting those materials and you know we're gonna need like another computer and we need some new lights and stuff and you know you guys are you guys are the ones that are paying for that so uh you know thank you for being amazing you will finally see your hard-earned patron dollars doing something yeah thanks for the allowance you know it's funny because like you know we we haven't actually done anything with it yet but like i mean we haven't like you know took the money and run or anything like it's it's literally just sitting (laughs) on on our patreon right now it hasn't moved uh we're just we were just waiting for the right thing to get and uh, building this studio space is going to be the thing that happens. So, you know, the thanks so much. You guys are doing that up in our production quality, which is great. Um, if you have any comments, questions, criticisms, anything, anything like that, uh, please go to our website, unfurled.net. Uh, you can get a contact us. There's a contact us forum on the website there that you can get a hold of, uh, and, uh, fill that out. And, uh we, we'll get those in our inbox uh there's also links to our twitter our youtube our telegram chat uh all of which you can uh, through you can get a hold of us through any of those channels uh it also has links to our patreon and, and everything like that uh otherwise if you don't like using websites you can uh fire us off an email uh us at unfurled.net again that's uh us at unfurled.net uh, but yeah, other than that, thank you for tuning in today. Thank you very much. We will see you all very soon. Thank very you soon. very much. So very much. Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> just that shudder that... Mm-hmm. 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 Right. Hurry the fuck up i love it it's so great every time it's so good every time you're, you're slowly starving uh tal's better half hurry up starving <laughs> okay i'm done all right and as always ooh, mama mia and as always we love you we'll miss you and i want to send a special thanks out to my buddy billy for supporting us liking all of our all of our streams and uh commenting and adding i appreciate your support buddy thank you so much <laughs> and all of the rest you sexy humans be wet be what just happened i don't know stop playing the stream i just uh, heard youtube youtube beware foxilla and go have an all unfurled the night